You're listening to Friendlier, the podcast for friends who love to talk, read, and eat. I'm Sarah. And I'm Abby. Today we're going to share a day in our lives, but first let's catch up on life lately. What's new with you, Sarah? I just wanted to share how much I am enjoying physical therapy. Enjoying may not be exactly the right word, but how much I appreciate the approach it takes to the human body and how I am discovering very small things that make such a big difference in how I feel. And I love it. I love that it's so different than a fitness approach. Mm. And the goals are so much more about what do you want to be able to do with your body and how can we get that to happen? And I just feel like they have so much knowledge. I am in favor of physical therapy and so appreciate all that they do. Yep. What is new with you? My e-bike dreams have come true. Yay! We recently purchased a Turn GSD. Turn is the brand. GSD is the model of bike. Mm -hmm. And it's a mid-tail cargo bike, I think they call it. So it has sort of a normal front of the bike. And then the rider sits on a normal seat. And then there's sort of a slightly longer back part of it. Both of my kids can ride on the back of it. And we got this bike this summer. Because we are taking both kids at once now to their camp and daycare activities. Mm -hmm. And also where we go, the parking is really tricky. And Birmingham is getting the World Games this summer, which is going to make the parking even worse. What's the World Games? I think it's like the off-brand Olympics. Oh, okay. Athletes come from all over the world to do things like archery and ultimate frisbee and stuff like that. Okay. And I don't think the city of Birmingham is ready for it transportation wise. Mm -hmm. And so the idea of driving anywhere, but especially to campus Mm -hmm. where a lot of athletes are staying in the dorms and there are going to be events there on site. Yeah. Birmingham's not ready, but you are. Yeah. And I'm loving it. It has been really hot here, but it's not as hot on a bike because the breeze. It's true. And having the e-bike motor Mm -hmm. has made quick work of the Birmingham Hills for what we need. It's perfect. So I love it. And I love it for you. Now let's talk about what we've been reading. What's your latest book, Sarah? I read K-Pop Confidential and the sequel, K-Pop Revolution, both by Stephen Lee. The premise of the book is that Candace is a Korean-American high school student living in New Jersey, and her friends convince her to go to a tryout to be a K-pop star. So (laughs) she goes, and she gets selected to become a K-pop trainee in Seoul. So she and her mom fly to Korea to spend the summer there. The training is really intense. You learn so much about K-pop and Korean culture. I loved everything about this. It was so (laughs) fun and interesting. I was really into the YA vibe, just wanting something that felt very different from my life, very escapist, and I would highly recommend it. So good. What have you been reading? I recently finished A Lady for a Duke by Alexis Hall. This is a Regency romance with an abundance of fully human, funny, complex queer characters. So there's the hero, Gracewood, who has PTSD, and the heroine, Viola, who's trans. There was really not anything that I didn't like. I would say there was really thoughtful treatment of all of the tough things in the book. It wasn't just like, oh, here's a, you know, random character with PTSD. Mm -hmm. 
and the intimate parts of the book serve to drive the plot forward as much as the intervening dialogue and story, which I think in romance is more rare for it to feel fully integrated like that. I think sometimes it just feels like, here, have a sex scene. Mm -hmm. And even all that heavy stuff, you know, war, PTSD, trauma, discrimination was present and real, but didn't disrupt what is a really delightful, satisfying story. So I'm recommending this to everyone. And I loved it. Sounds great. So we haven't done an episode like this where we focus on a day in our life since 2020 during the early pandemic. And a lot has changed since then. Our lives have changed. The world has changed. So we thought it would be fun to share the details of another specific day in our lives. This was June 15th, 2022. And we'll start by talking about what our mornings were like that day. I woke up at 6.50 just before my alarm went off, which I love when that happens. (laughs) Then I spent a little bit of time deciding whether or not I was going to work out. I had thought that I was going to do a 7.45 a.m. class, but I canceled it the night before because I didn't want to have to commit to being up if I actually wanted to sleep later. But since I was up, I decided I would go. The kids were in camp that day, so I went ahead and made their lunches. Then I ate some pears and drank some kombucha and Gatorade before my workout. I went to Orange Theory from 7.45 to 8.45. When I got out of the class, I got a text from my neighbor asking if we were okay doing concessions at the pool and getting popsicles. And I thought, "Mm, we have not done concessions at the pool. And it feels Mm. like a whole can of worms to start to open that up. Like to let the children know that snacks are a thing that your family sometimes does. Is that the... Yeah. Yes. (laughs) I was like, no. But I thought... I will buy popsicles at the store that we can have when we get back. So went to Kroger and I was in my small bike. So I have two kitty litter panniers, but not Uh the big bucket. Nevertheless, I bought too many snacks (laughs) that did not all fit. (laughs) What a surprise. (laughs) They had cheese puffs, which HP has been asking for. And they were a dollar per one cheaper if you buy five. So of course I had to buy five of those. (laughs) The big box of goldfish was on sale. So I had to buy that. Then got a few more things, including the popsicles. I held off on the ice cream because I didn't think that I could make that all fit. I did get a surprising amount in and then had to have one bag on the handlebars. (laughs) I got home around 930 and checked in with our contractor. Our remodel project has been going pretty continuously since early May. We are closing in on the end of it, which feels great. I realized as I had this conversation with him that I really needed to put a second coat of paint on the hallway so that he could install trim. And I was like, okay, I can make that happen. I wasn't unhappy about having to do it, but I would just say I went into this day with the expectation that this was my morning to get work done because the kids were at camp, Neil was at work, I was going to be home. This was my chunk of time in the week to be doing schoolwork. So that Mm. was my intention at the start. So I was like, that's all right. This won't take long. Listened to a podcast, painted the hallway. If listeners are curious, no, I did not buy paint samples, even (laughs) though I said I would, and I just picked a color. It's fine. (laughs) Once I finished painting, I hung up the laundry that Neil had started in the morning so that that would be out of the way. I was very hungry then. I ate some feta and olives and figured out how to refill my prescription online. Then, just as I'm sitting down to really begin work at 11, Neil texts me to say, don't you think we should paint our old trim before it goes up? And I thought, I mean, yes. 
Does that mean that's what I'm supposed to be doing now? No. So then I walk out to talk to our contractor and say, hey, should I paint that trim? And he said, yes. So then I delay my work further by washing and painting the trim. So I was dying a little on the inside and proceeded to text Neil when I was done and told him that I am definitely going to need takeout to be ordered that night instead of needing to cook a meal Mm -hmm. because everything is going off the rails. Then I changed it to ice cream and I said, you're going to need to go ahead and get me a separate tub from the kids because I'm not going to (laughs) share. I will say that a nice part of the painting experience was listening to an episode of the Girl Next Door podcast Mm. about time management, which felt a little (laughs) on the nose, (laughs) a little much, but it was a great episode for aspirational Sarah to be thinking about how to better manage my time. So good. And then listening to an audiobook while I did the trim. That made it feel a little more like I was getting some time for myself and not just crossing things off the list. For some reason, I then decided to clean the kitchen, I think because I was finding it really frustrating how dirty it was, and this is just how my life goes when I should be doing something that I don't want to do. I find a lot Mm -hmm. of other things to do in Mm -hmm, the interim, mm -hmm. and that takes me up to lunchtime. So that was my morning filled with exercise, snacks, and painting. What was your morning like? I was up about 6 a.m., awoken by a cat, which... Last time we recorded an episode like this, I'm pretty sure I was awoken by a cat as well. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. (laughs) I don't know if it was the same cat. We have two very noisy cats, Duncan and Sherlock, and I have no idea who woke me up this morning. Then I caught up on family budgeting. I've been less diligent Mm. about this lately, but I do check in on our accounts at the beginning, middle, and end of the month. And this was mid-month, so we have some bills that come due around then. So I just want to make sure they were all set up to get paid and that we had enough money in all the accounts and whatever. Mm Mm-hmm. I ate granola and grape nuts mixed together for breakfast and took a shower. And then I got Pepper up to get ready for school. He likes me to carry him downstairs. He says, like a baby. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. And then I made him Easy Mac for breakfast on his request. He ate it while I did the dishes and Plum and Andrew joined us a little later. Plum was home this week because she had had a positive COVID test the previous week. And so her plans had been canceled. So she and Andrew hung out at home while Pepper and I uh, went out the door and drove to daycare, and then I went to class. So I hadn't been to much class that week because of Plum being home, but because Andrew had something in the afternoon, he didn't go into work, so he stayed home with her, and I Mm -hmm. could go to class. My class starts at 9. It was my pathophysiology class, and it was a lesson on sexually transmitted infections rather than a traditional lecture the instructors divide us into groups and had us each research an STI then we presented them with color commentary from the instructor and his wife who is not even usually in our class but is a women's health nurse practitioner and he brought her that day to class and I wish he hadn't because she was very judgmental about people with STIs and how many sexual partners people have had and I was really mad by the end of class Mm. I vented to a friend for a bit, made some notes in my phone about when I fill out that course evaluation, Yeah, (laughs) and then walked back to the car. And then I dropped off a return at UPS. As I was doing that, Andrew texted to ask if I would get better. So I parked at our grocery store on the way home, but then I realized I didn't have my wallet, and so... (laughs) Kept kept on driving toward home. No better for you. (laughs) No better for us. (laughs) What about the afternoon, Sarah? 
A little after noon, I ate lunch, which was chips and dip and some sliced pear while watching a track race, really into watching sporting events on YouTube. I have mostly gone through all of the gymnastics, so I'm moving on to running now. (laughs) You should come to Birmingham for the World Games. Maybe I should. (laughs) Around 1240, I was getting ready to start school but was still hungry, so I got myself a bowl of cheese puffs and then started school. (laughs) Worked on doing some reading, along with a few bits of distracted, random internetting for about an hour, hour and a half. And then around two, I started to get ready for the pool because the kids were coming home from camp, being brought home by a friend. And so I started getting myself ready because we were all going to go to the pool together once they arrived. So once I was ready, I decided to be productive by picking up the house and getting things in order during that pocket of time. The kids came back around 2.20 and I had my friend come in so I could show her the renovation because she hadn't seen what was Mm. going on yet. And that was fun to talk to her about it and get some opinions about different things. And then the kids ate some snacks before we went. So we had frozen grapes, cheese puffs, dots, pretzels, apples. We got to the pool around 2.45, and there were lots of friends there, lots of people that we knew, which was really fun, lots of kids that my kids hadn't seen in a while, plenty of playmates. It was a really hot day, so it was quite crowded, but still a really fun time for adults to socialize and kids to play. We almost had to leave at 4.15 because one of my children was very hungry, but then Mm -hmm. another of these adult friends had extra snacks. That they shared with this child, and we were able to continue swimming until around 5.30. that point, we went back home, and I started cooking Trader Joe's frozen ravioli. There were feelings about the fact that it wasn't our regular ravioli, so everyone was not excited about the meal, but we persevered through that. <laughs> How was your afternoon? So I got home, and Andrew headed off to his departmental retreat. Clem and I had leftovers for lunch, so she had mac and cheese, and I had corned beef hash, and I fried a couple of eggs to put on top of it, which was really good. Then we put a letter she wrote to a friend and my dad's Father's Day card in our mailbox for pickup, and then she and I went to the pool. I have been working with her to try to get her more comfortable in the water because with COVID these past two years, she hasn't really had much in the way of pool time. Yeah. And our public pools have just been closed for two years. Whoa. They weren't open last summer. Mm -mm. Wow. And she's never had swim lessons, with the exception of the toddler swim lessons where you get in the pool with them that we did Mm -hmm. when she was really little when we lived in North Carolina. Yeah. So I mentioned already that she tested positive for COVID the previous week, and she luckily was never sick, at least not that we could tell. But what that meant was that she was going to go to Texas to have a week hanging out with my parents, her grandparents. And she was going to do some intensive swim lessons there. But because that trip was canceled, it was mama swim lessons at home for the week. And I'm not a swim teacher. (laughs) So I YouTubed a whole bunch of stuff about how to teach kids to swim. Oh, yeah. And there's some great stuff out there. We may be able to link to some of it in the show notes. Anyway, this day at the pool, she learned to float on her back. And she and I were both really proud. Yeah. While it was getting toward the end of our time in the pool, a kid puked. (laughs) that's happened twice at our public pool this summer twice while we've been there probably has happened more than that (laughs) yeah 
I just have to say the mom of this child was super heroic. She caught all of the puke except for maybe like a couple drops Uh in her hands and then grabbed her baby who was in one of those like baby float things with Uh a little sunshade over the top and got the like two-year-old out who was puking. I don't even know how she did all that, but Plum and I looked at each other and we were like, it's probably time to go. (laughs) (laughs) So we left at that point and went to get Pepper and then got home. The kids watched like an hour of Doc McStuffins, which is their current show of choice. I did dishes, did a load of laundry, started dinner, and then also worked on a virtual clinical simulation that was due later that night. Hmm. What about your evening, Sarah? Neil arrived home. I went in the shower and left him in charge of stirring the frozen ravioli until it was warm. We had dinner together. Everyone ended up eating the ravioli, so that was a success. I then disappeared into my bedroom to eat my ice cream cone. Neil did bring home two things of ice cream and a box of cones, so that was very pleasant. I watched some old gymnastics videos. I guess I haven't actually run out of all the gymnastics videos. I was watching one from the 90s. It's great. (laughs) The kids were reading in the living room during this time. Then I decide that I wanted to look up short hairstyles and started looking up photos of pixie cuts and undercut pixies and really enjoyed that. It's a great use of the internet. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Indeed. Around 7.15, I go into the living room to read The Penderwicks with the kids, which is a reread for our family. We read that whole series back in 2020. But we'd been struggling to find a good read aloud, and I thought, I bet they would appreciate the reread, especially E, who is so much younger then, that I think Mm. she would really enjoy the story. And they've both been super into it. We did that for an hour, and while I was reading, E was braiding my hair into lots of different sized braids. After we finished reading, I went and made up E's bed because we had wash sheets that day while she brushed her teeth and got ready. Then we lay down in her bed together and played Wordle, which is a tradition of late for the two of us to play some kind of word game before she goes to sleep. Then I put on a sleep story for her. H came in to talk to us, and I tried to encourage him to go out to talk to me since we were trying to get E to be in sleep mode. Eventually, he went on to get ready for bed and climbed up in his bed to read some more. So both kids were in bed at 8.45. All this time, Neil is doing all the chores. He is mowing the lawn, bringing in the laundry, sanding and painting one of the doors that is going up in the renovation area, and cleaning the kitchen. Thanks, Neil, for all that you do. Around 9.30, I told the kids to stop reading and turn out the lights. Then I started texting you about the hairstyles that I had found earlier and getting your insights into it. Mm Mm-hmm. And then moved on to reading for a little bit while drinking a fizzy lemonade. And then I went to sleep. That was my day. So the kids and I had beans and rice for dinner. Plum and I ate well, as we usually do. Pepper ate like three bites. He also had some chocolate milk and some shredded cheese because we are a pro-dairy household. That's right. Andrew was still at his retreat at that point, so I took the kids up early for bedtime and that... 
like a normal routine for me. If my co-parent isn't here, we start getting ready for bed at 6 p.m. <laughs> <laughs> and I also let the children skip shower. So once they were in their clothes for the next day, because we don't do pajamas in the summer, mm-hmm. we read a lot of library books. And then I had shut their doors and sent them on their way to sleeping by like 6.45. So at that point, I hung up some of the laundry put the rest in the dryer, and then fed the cats their nightly wet food, which is the only food that I feed. We have automatic feeders for the dry food. So Andrew got home shortly after that, and he went up to say goodnight to the kids. He was, you know, sort of shocked when he walked in at (laughs) 6.55, and (laughs) they were already up there, and I was just sitting on the couch. How much earlier is it than usual? Oh, not that much. I mean, I think we're usually out of there by 7.30 at the latest. Okay. It can really vary. I mean, before 7 p.m. is not that out of the norm. And it's not like they go to sleep right away. But especially now that Plem reads, she reads, I would say, several books, those early reader books every night. And Pepper hasn't napped, though. He does go to sleep really soon because he really, Mm -hmm. I think, still needs a nap at age three. And if he doesn't get it, he's quite a mess. By that point, he's very tired. And then he came back down and we chatted a bit about his day and my day. He ate some dinner, and then I listened to two lectures that I missed on Monday and took a corresponding quiz. Mm -hmm. And during the time that I was taking the quiz, which was an open book quiz, so this was fine, I think you started texting (laughs) me and my mom started texting me. So I was feeling excited about you possibly getting your haircut and wondering if I should also get my haircut (laughs) short. Uh (laughs) And then also my mom was in New York. So because Mm. Plum didn't go stay with her, Mm -hmm. my mom was feeling really bummed about it and so booked herself a last minute trip to New York City and had gotten Hamilton tickets for that night. So she and I were texting sort of off and on that whole night about the show and how was it and was it amazing? And it was. So... That was exciting. And then I got in bed probably around 10, 15, 10, 30 and read A Lady for a Duke. Mm-hmm. And then it was lights out. So what was typical about this day for you, Sarah? Is it representative of your life right now? I think it was very representative of the first four weeks of summer where I was trying to fit in schoolwork. Kids had camp. We're trying to go swimming a lot. The renovation is happening. There's constant questions and things going on with that. So that really did feel like what a lot of the last four weeks are, but it's not necessarily representative of regular life. But then when I think about it, I'm like, I don't know. It sort of is. Like, I like to exercise on a regular basis, and I got that in, and I like to socialize with friends, and I got to do that when we went to the pool and got to read with the kids, which we try and fit in every day. And the kids read on their own and I read on my own. And I didn't really connect with Neil on this day. And that's not very representative. There's usually a time where we get to hang out together and check in and talk. And with the renovation, a lot of that time has been taken away. I don't know. It's hard to say. feels like things are just changing all the time. But it does feel like it very accurately captured this summer. And I appreciate that. How about for you? It was definitely a weird day for me, but I think actually a really nice day. And I think I mentioned this earlier, but with a few exceptions for required clinical time and tests, I was home this whole week that this day was in with Plum because of her formerly positive COVID test. Mm -hmm. And I'm glad that we kept her home because it's better safe than sorry. I would have hated for her to go to Dallas and be sicker or to get my parents sick or any of that. But it did mean that 
because I can skip class, because I'm not required to be at classes, then it makes more sense for me to stay home. Mm -hmm. But I really do like to go to class. And so this morning that I got to go to class, it was awesome, even though the class content itself really made me mad. (laughs) I was really glad to be there and see my friends and get to do school stuff because I like it. Yeah. And this was also the first day that Pepper was back to daycare after waiting to see if he would get sick too and sort of giving him time and then testing him again the day before to make sure that he could go back. Yeah. It was really nice to have an afternoon just with my older kid. And that's, I would say, pretty unusual. And also, I think it's unusual that I was so productive with schoolwork in the evening. So, yeah, lovely kind of strange day. (laughs) Sarah, did looking at the day like this highlight any problems for you or make you want to change anything? I don't know if it made me want to change anything. I think most of the problems that occurred have been solved by the virtue of it being the next week. Mm. Even in the moment, I remember thinking, this is all very stressful, trying to do the renovation stuff and feeling like there's all these immediate deadlines. But then also it was the last week of my summer class and I had these two more assignments I needed to finish up by the weekend. But even while all that was happening, I knew that it was temporary, it was hard, but it was going to be over. And I told myself a couple times, by the time we record this episode, things are going to be less stressful. Mm-hmm. And it's true. Good. Honestly, I feel really grateful for how things have been going in our lives lately and feel like things have generally been smooth, or at least that we've gotten used to the kind of bumpy that it is. Mm-hmm. The kids are really fun ages. I feel like my relationship with Neil is really strong. I feel like I'm making time for the things that are important to me. So I appreciated doing this just as an opportunity to reflect on how things are going. And I feel grateful that they're going well. That's nice. And even more grateful that I'm done with my class now. (laughs) And the renovation's almost done. (laughs) Yes, that's good. My day really made me appreciate again how much happier I am when I have a balance of like adult Abby activities. In this Mm -hmm. case, it was school and mom Abby activities. I knew this, but it was a good reminder and it was nice to have both in the day. Yeah. That's the end of our day in the life talk. Listeners, we would love to hear how your days are going lately. Let's finish by talking about what we've been eating. So to introduce my food, I have a sad story. Oh, no. Which is that there's a very delicious chocolate pudding at Trader Joe's in the refrigerated section Mm -hmm. that is no longer there. An already made pudding. Mm -hmm. In like a sour cream type container, you know, a little plastic container. And when the Trader Joe's guy looked for me, he said, it looks like we can still order it in theory. But it's not actually available to order. So it's not like gone Mm. from the catalog, Mm -hmm. meaning it could come back. Okay. But that it hasn't been available to order for a really long time. Hmm. I just really was wanting a chocolate pudding. So I found this recipe. It's the Smitten Kitchen Best Chocolate Pudding. And I made it and it came out totally awesome. And it was very similar in texture to the Trader Joe's one. The flavor was slightly off, I think, because of the chocolate chips I used. So then I got new chocolate chips to try again, like a more expensive chocolate chip. Uh-huh. But I think those chocolate chips weren't a high enough cocoa content, so it was too sweet the second time that I made it. Mm. I feel like the third time is probably going to be perfect. 
but I haven't done that yet. But I would recommend this recipe because it's really easy and very delicious. Love a good pudding. Me too. What have you been eating, Sarah? I have a food story to share, which is I recently did my 10K race that I had been training for. And I rode up with a friend, and we decided to stop at the Pickleman's Deli a sandwich shop on the way. We got there. I ordered a BLT, which I was very excited about. Haven't mm-hmm. had one of those in a long time, and I love a good BLT. Me too. And we split a really big Cobb salad, too, so it felt like it was just going to be really delicious, balanced meal. We got to the cashier to check out, and their system went down to process credit cards, And so we kind of waited to see what was going to happen. And then he said, just go. It's fine. It's going to take so long for me to reboot this and get it working again. We were like, we can wait. It's fine. This kind of stuff happens. And we were like, no, don't wait. Just go. We are like, okay. So I left a really big tip because I had some cash, not enough. But not enough to cover the whole thing. Exactly. So I left a big tip. And then um, we left with this really delicious food. So sorry to the stress for the people working at the Pickleman's Deli, but your food was really delicious. And thank you for the food. Yum. (laughs) I want a BLT and a Cobb salad right now. Me too. That's all for this episode of Friendlier. It's been great talking with you, Abby, and with all of you listeners. You can find out more about everything we talked about today, including what we're reading and eating, in the show notes in your podcast player or on our website, friendlierpodcast.com. You can also leave us a comment there or on Instagram at friendlierpodcast or email us, friendlierpodcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Until next time, may your books be engaging, your food delicious, and your conversations friendly. Tried to step in on my sorry, <laughs> my ending here. It's just reading and reading. <laughs> my notes here say, "I die a little inside." <laughs> I read, what do you call it? A duology. Mm-hmm. I'm just gonna say the book and its sequel. I don't feel like this is really a duology. <laughs> yeah maybe they only call it a duology when it's like fantasy (laughs) right doesn't it seem like that that feels like like an often used word in the fantasy genre (laughs) yes okay oh no that's not what i did first sorry this is very long i had a long morning abby